0: Welcome to the All Ball Show presented by Abstract Sports. I'm your boy, your host, Kyle Clay 2K. Yeah, that's right, I'm not dead. Um, I've been through a pretty crazy last month, you know, with wisdom teeth being extracted, holidays coming and going, and uh, just trying to find my schedule back. Um, I've started going to the gym a lot. I've got a regimen where I do Mondays as a CrossFit class with my wife and a bunch of her friends. And then Tuesdays, I do max weights with like, you know, bench, squat, deadlifts. And then Wednesday, I go back to CrossFit. So a lot more conditioning, a little bit of weights, a little bit of everything. And then Thursday, I play basketball for two and a half hours with a a new group of guys. Needless to say, my schedule has kind of filled up in the very beginning of 2019. Um, But that does not mean that the all ball show and abstract sports are going away anytime soon. And so in this episode, I kind of want to take a little bit of time to break down like what has happened since you guys have seen me last or heard me last on the podcast. And then we'll dive into a little bit of basketball content. And hopefully I can get this episode up by the end of the weekend. So it's Thursday night right now. Uh, Like I said, I have basketball on Thursday nights. And so here in about an hour and a half, I'm going to be heading over to the courts and you're going to play two and a half hours of pickup 5 five-on-five basketball, hopefully. So, let's get this episode on the road. So, the first thing you're probably wondering, if you're watching this on YouTube anyway, is where is he? That's not his office. That's not where he usually does these episodes. And you are 100% correct. Um, my mom got me this awesome green screen backdrop for Christmas. It actually has a blue screen on the backside. So if I'm wearing green on a particular day, I can flip it over. And so I kind of wanted to give my old school, original home office studio, a shot with this episode. Um, it's kind of a cool little backdrop. I'm not going to lie. I got some sweet little, uh, line drawings over here of my wife doing patterning, patterning for blankets and crocheting and quilting and stuff. Got some, some, uh, Accidentally placed golf clubs back here. I mean, it's nice because it's a sports podcast. Why not? Um, And the green screen is just kind of like a hey, if I ever want to project something behind me, I can. But honestly, I just wanted to see what the green screen looked like. So I just stuck it up here behind me and uh, I just wanted to start recording an episode. So um, this is probably not going to be the permanent setup. Ideally, I'd like to have the green screen covering my entire background behind me so that I can put whatever behind me that I want, you know, like a nice little office setting or like I'm doing the show from the beach or something like that. You know, I can get creative with it. Um, but this is just, I wanted to get an episode out there cause it's been way too long. Um, almost a month now. And so that's why you're seeing what you're seeing. And if you're listening to this on anchor or on some podcast platform where all you're hearing is audio, um, you might think that I sound a little bit different. And if you're thinking that you are also 100% correct, I'm using a different microphone right now. It's the uh Yeti Nano is what it's called. And so it's sort of my transportable microphone right now. I use I have like I have other Yeti microphones that are like, you know, the big ones that have have the stands and everything. They're a lot more hefty. They have a lot more settings. This one is meant to be for individual podcasters like myself and it's a lot easier to transport. It's a lot more lightweight. And so if it sounds different, that's probably why. Also, because I am recording this from my home office, um, you probably hear our annoying furnace outside the office door just going on and off. Um, Also, my wife is out there listening to some Western movies or watching some Western movies with the audio on blast because the heater's on blast. Um, Yeah, we run a real high-end outfit out here. (laughs) So going back to before I took my hiatus with the holidays coming in hot, um I mentioned to you guys in the previous episode that I was going to get my wisdom teeth taken out and that was an interesting experience to say the least because when I did it I didn't go to a an oral surgeon. I just had it done at my dentist and they just put me they numbed me up with the local anesthesia or like, you know, the numbing agent that they usually do when you go to get a filling or a root canal or whatever. They didn't put me under. They didn't put me on any nitrous or anything like that. Um, So I did get to hear all the sounds of them popping bones out of my face. Basically, Uh, there was one point where I thought like I felt my jawbone flexing because they were trying to pop this tooth off of it. (laughs) And that was the weirdest feeling ever. But going into that kind of operation, they do say that you're going to feel pressure and that's it. And that's very true. I didn't feel anything but I definitely felt them pushing around on my dome a bit and my left one on my I only had the upper one so one on each side on the on the upper row on my left side that one was a little bit tougher to get out because it was still sort of submerged it was kind of hidden underneath my gums so they had to get in there and really get in there like I felt the dude like using my head as leverage to like yank on my jaw to get this thing out and I'm just so glad that they came out in one piece. There weren't like a ton of lacerations or damage. Um, although the left side was a little more sensitive after the fact, just because it did take a little more pressure to get it out. The right side, that one was like halfway coming in and it was, they were coming in straight, but I can't really get back there to to brush them because my jawbone's in the way. Um, and so my right one, they seriously just got in there and pulled it out within two minutes is what it felt like. So from the time that I walked in for my appointment and walked out, I was only there for like 30 minutes. So got that taken care of. My wife picked me up because I was just like a little bit loopy and we went and got my prescriptions, which was like hydros and we came home and I, from then on for basically the next two days after that, I was couch ridden. Uh, I didn't want to sit in bed and be lame. I wanted to try to catch up on my NBA 2k video games, man. I mean, I had been playing a lot this year for NBA 2k 19 uh, but I saw the the unforeseeable future after getting my wisdom teeth taken out as a chance to catch up on all of the the my team challenges, get my my players uh, overall up, um, and really all that I ended up doing was catching up on my my team weekly challenges and whatnot. Um, I don't know how many of you are watching the blog at all, but I have been posting, trying to post weekly articles about the weekly challenges on NBA 2K19, my team mode, uh, basically revealing what those challenges are, because in order to get to the second one, you have to beat the first one. And so by playing through them, I'm able to see what the challenges are and share them with the internet. And they've been getting a lot of traffic on the website. And so I saw the, the two days of me being on the couch was a good time to catch up on all that. And so like right now I have seven weeks posted on the website and I have like, I think eight more episodes backlog that I need to start uploading to the website just get the content up there and publish so beyond that I'm still like uh, a long ways out I'm like I still have eight weeks that I haven't played in the weekly challenges but I have been plowing through all the other modes on NBA 2k19 um, you know after coming home from the gym Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday um, and other days that I decide to work out I really am kind of exhausted so like I literally come home I relax, I play a game of 2K, and then that's pretty much the end of the night. I go lay in bed. Oh, yeah, and here's a new development, guys. Something that I do not do. I am known for being a person who does not read. Like, from a young age, like at a a young age, I read a lot. Like, Bernstein Bears, The Hardy Boys, Boxcar Children, you know, (laughs) all of those elementary level books. I read all of those suckers. And Goosebumps yeah, I read, I read like a lot of the Goosebumps, Animorphs. Those were the, those were the real stuff right there. Um, and I remember reading the Harry Potter series. I got like halfway through The Prisoner of Azkaban, the third book of the series. And I don't know why, but I put it down and I just never picked it back up. I don't remember exactly how old I was when that happened, but that's literally the point where I lost interest in reading unless I had to for class. And in high school, there were a lot of books you had to read so that you can answer questions during class. You know, AP English, they force you to read books. And so I did still read, but it wasn't for enjoyment. And that's a recent development Development for me is getting back into reading. And so the first book I read, um, I saw that Kobe Bryant had a book coming out called Mamba Mentality. And this photographer that has been following him around for his entire career was doing a raffle or a giveaway where if you pre-order the book, they're going to give away two autographed Kobe Bryant jerseys. And sure enough, they got me, but I was like, Hey, you know what? Even if I don't win a Jersey that's autographed by the Mamba himself, Kobe being Bryant, I can have a book that I can read. And funny enough. And my buddy Corbin, he's been on an episode before. I've talked about him several times. Um, He, he made a joke about this, but the book is pretty much a picture book. I mean, It was sort of co-published with his photographer. And so literally every page is a full spread, like two different images, sometimes one full spread, one image, but typically one or two blocks of text. It's literally two paragraphs of reading with a headline. Um, But it gave a really interesting look into Kobe Bryant's career behind the scenes, like the amount of work that he has to put in and how much time he spends in the training room, Um, you know, getting taped up and getting loose and Um, all those things and recovering from his Achilles, uh, tear. So a really interesting book that kind of got me back into reading. And I think the reason that it did is because I read the entire book in one night and yes, it was a picture book. Yeah. There was not a lot of content to it, but it's like 150 pages. So, you know, it's, it's substantial enough to say, I feel proud of myself for that. And so after that, I've had books that I've bought over time that I've been meaning to read and sure, they are all sports books, but that's what I like to read. That's what—that's how I'm able to read as if it's about sports, and typically basketball especially. Um, I should add that while I was reading Bernstein Bears and all those books when I was a kid, I was also reading books about Michael Jordan and Shaquille O'Neal and all those crazy athletes from that time frame. Um, but the book that I'm reading now is a book that I've had on my shelf for a while and I just haven't had the chance to or I haven't had the interest in reading like I do now. And so I picked it up and it's the book called 11 Rings by Phil Jackson. Uh, And I believe he has a ghostwriter that helped him out with everything, but it's kind of like an autobiography of Phil Jackson and how he grew up and why he thinks the way he thinks. And then it sort of leads into um, talking about his coaching philosophy in a very detailed manner, Um, why he used certain techniques to get the, the team to bond as one. Um, and it's really eye opening and right now I'm at the point in Phil Jackson's coaching career where uh the Bulls had just won their first uh they're they're right on the way to winning their first three-peat. Um actually no. I lied. I'm at the point where they just won their first three-peat and Michael Jordan is talking about going to play for the White Sox. And so they're going to it's going to be really interesting to see how Um, Phil Jackson worked to get the team to bond together. When Michael Jordan came back to the team after playing baseball for like a year and a half, two years and judging from the previous chapters where he talks about getting Michael Jordan to come down to the team and be, be less uh, be less egotistical and be more team minded. I think that a second time around, it's going to be a bit of a different story. So I'm looking forward to that. So, the wisdom teeth to the playing a lot of 2K to yeah I've picked up reading but my holidays were also great I mean I couldn't eat all of the good food like everybody else could I had to take it a little bit easier you know eat all the mashed potatoes eat all the jello <laughs> things like that and drink lots of fluids but also carefully and no straws straws can go to hell uh, that's what I was taught and so I <laughs> anytime we go to a restaurant for food like we there's this place here in town called Pachangas and I go there all the time and they usually serve like beans and rice as their sides with everything. And so I'm just like, can I get a side of beans and rice with a spoon? Cause I had my wisdom teeth out and I can't eat hard stuff right now. So they gave me that. And when they gave me my straw, I just took it and I threw it across the table. I'm like, I don't want you get out of here. How dare you try to take my clot from me? <laughs> but anyways, the Christmas and new year events were all very good. Uh, my wife's family has a pretty big get together uh, Christmas Eve. That was a lot of fun. And on Christmas Day, my wife and I we have to go around to like five different places, um, and so it's a really long day. We got a lot of really cool things, and we're super super thankful uh, for all the gifts that our family members got us and our friends as well. And you know, just getting to spend time with them it really that's the best thing about it. I don't even care about the gifts, and I know that's cliche. That's it's probably what you hear all over the place. I mean, yeah, I get some pretty sweet stuff, but it's not about that. It's about sitting down, having dinner with your family, joking around and, and just showing the love, you know? So the holidays were good for me and I've got like sort of this new mind, new lifestyle going where I'm working out regularly and I'm, I am, uh, reading regularly. So what's next? I don't know. Maybe I'll start posting podcasts regularly again. Maybe I'll start writing more articles regularly. Um, but the, the other story that I want to tell you guys, it sort of has to do with the holidays, but not really at all because it, it came like a week after New Year's. So on January 11th, me and seven other people met up at an Airbnb in Salt Lake City for a weekend, and we went to the Lakers at Jazz game. And if you all have been paying attention to the Lakers, they are beat up. And going into that game, I knew that LeBron James wasn't going to be there with his groin injury. Uh, also, Rondo is still out with a fractured hand. And the Lakers got pooped on. I'll just put it that way. And the the game wasn't going so well. The Lakers were losing by like 10-15 in the first half. And I told all my friends, I was like, you know what? My one consolation prize would be that JaVale McGee gets postered by Donnie Mitchell. And it happened. It was like... Oh my gosh, it's what I asked for. And then my team got pooped on continuously throughout the game. And so it wasn't great for me. But again, kind of like the holidays, it was great to be around friends that I don't get to see all that often, you know, from Twin Falls, Corbin and Meredith, love you guys. Um, And, man... Staying in an Airbnb in Salt Lake City, that was kind of a new experience as well. I typically, when I go there, I stay at a hotel that's close to the Vivint Smart Home Arena. I get to the game early. I go take pictures and stuff like that. And I'm a lot more strict with my time. I'm like, got to get there, got to get out. And this time it was more like, let's take it easy. You know, we went to dinner beforehand, went to the game. I didn't bother getting pictures. We just got to our seats. We went down, found some drinks and some snacks, went back up to our seats and the game started. And it it was a really good time. And then we had one more day to just go peruse the town and go to all the local eateries and drinkeries. And, uh, our favorite place right now to go in Salt Lake is this place called Takashi. Uh, It's a sushi joint and their menu is massive and it's all really good food. And so we went there, we got our name on the list and this is one of those places that like they, they have a lunch shift and then they have a break and then they reopen the store for a dinner shift. And so they open at five 30 for dinner. We got there at like five 45 maybe. Cause we were just down the road at a different bar. And when we got there, the line was out the door and around the corner, kind of like there were probably 20 people in front of us. <laughs> and so we waited in line. It's pretty freezing in Salt Lake city at that time. And we got up there, got our name on the list. And they said they would call us when it was ready. And they said it'd probably be an hour and a half. And we we're like, we don't even care we're doing it. Hour and a half sounds good. So we went back to a different bar, had a couple of drinks until they called us, wrapped up our tabs and headed back over there. And we we had like a $180 bill, but we had like five people with us to split it, so it wasn't as terrible as it could have been. Uh but with the tip it was like 180 bucks. So that was a lot of fun and uh had some really good coffee, found some good coffee shops. And I, I'm really glad that we stayed in the part of town that we did because we probably wouldn't have been able to uh, hit up the restaurants and the, the breweries and stuff that we did while we were there. So that was a lot of fun. And as far as the Lakers go right now, got the news a few days ago, Alonzo with a high ankle sprain, a, a grade three sprain. He's out like four to six weeks. And I don't know when LeBron's coming back. I don't know when Rondo's coming back. Um, it's not looking too hot, but it's it kind of looks like they're going to be coasting into the All-Star break on a on a bad note, and so I think the idea is that after the All-Star break, all, they can get all their guys back and try to piece together a massive run towards the end of the season, and hopefully snag a bottom seed in the Western Conference. And you know that a team that struggled with injuries like that are they're going to struggle with chemistry, they're going to struggle with uh, getting in a groove on on any given night, and so. If they do make the playoffs, it's going to be tough for them. My postseason wish list is that the Lakers go against the Jazz. And if they do somehow, somehow they make it up to a number four and five seed. Doubt it's going to happen given the way these two teams have been playing this year. Um, I want to go down to Salt Lake City for like four days surrounding those two games that the Lakers are going to be playing there. You know, Guaranteed two games are going to get played in Salt Lake City. And I'm going to just get a cheap hotel I don't care if it's by myself, but I'm going to go and I'm going to get tickets to both games because if the Lakers are there on an elimination night, I want to be there. If the Lakers are just going to be in the playoffs, I want to be there. I've never been to a Lakers playoff game. That's a different kind of animal. You know, I've been to a jazz playoff game where they played the Warriors. That's, that was pretty sweet. Been to another one against the Clippers, the previous series to that Warriors one. That was a lot of fun too. Never been in 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 an arena that was that loud. And I can imagine with LeBron in the building, bro, that would be intense. So if that could happen, Donnie, Lonzo, LeBron James, LeBron James, if you could uh, line that up, that would be nice. And, you know, free tickets, courtside, whatever you want to do for me, that'd be great. But I got to say, it is a bad time to be a Laker right now. Sure, we have LeBron James, but we are struggling hard. And so I hope that we can get things together after the All-Star break. Okay, I got pretty much all of the housekeeping stuff out of the way. You know, I talked about all the time that I've been gone, what I've been doing. Um, Hopefully that makes up for all the time that I've lost. I'm sorry. I haven't been posting regularly. I need to get back in that mode. Just bear with me as I try to figure my schedule out because it seems like, you know, Thursdays after work and before basketball, that's when I'm going to record And then hopefully after basketball and maybe Friday, I can get the episode uploaded so you can actually hear it. So that's kind of my schedule. I'm going to say, look for your episodes Saturday morning um, at the, at the latest. If I, if I can at least get the episode chopped up and everything on Friday, Saturday morning, I can wake up with some good coffee and hit publish and hit send and hit save and hit submit and you can all have the podcast ready for listening over your morning coffee on Saturday hopefully. Now let's talk about some actual NBA topics that have been going around. Um obviously James Harden has been crushing it. Um it kind of pains me to say that because in my opinion it, it, the way that I feel about James Harden I don't like the guy and and I know that I've said things in the past about like, you know, how can you hate LeBron James and I feel like there are also going to be people out there who are like, how can you hate James Harden? What has he done? And I've explained this a couple times before, but him and Chris Paul, they just rub me the wrong way. Like when they play basketball, they're playing to twist and bend the rules to win games and get, you know, get calls in their favor. And sure that's strategy and everything, but it's not like an honest attempt to win a game. And Take that as you will, but that's just kind of how I feel about him. I mean, James Harden is one of those guys that he gets in the lane and he'll like you know, step on the brakes right in front of you so that you run into him and then he's like, "Ooh!" and he throws up a layup and he goes in and there's a whistle, and I can't stand that. I mean, every player does it. Even Kobe did it when he played. LeBron does it, but it's not as bad as Le- as James Harden is. Plus, his step back that's not a travel. It, it's basically a travel. He's getting an extra step in there. And even if it's in the rule book that he's not breaking the rules, it frustrates me because it's a move that they're going to, everybody's going to copy. And it's just going to make the NBA a little bit more unwatchable. I will never stop watching the NBA no matter what you do. So keep trying guys. But this makes me think about how Allen Iverson basically invented the legal carry Um, I don't know if any of you know about this, but basically you see players going down the court all the time. Like they'll, they will, their hand will be under the bottom hemisphere of the ball and they'll cross over on somebody like Kyrie Irving does it. Brandon Ingram does it a lot. Uh, LeBron does it. James Harden does it a lot. I mean, everybody does it. If you just watch them dribble, watch their hands. You can see them pick the ball up essentially by letting it rest on their palm, the bottom side of the ball. And then they'll go and cross you up. And that's how they're able to break your ankles all the time. And the James Harden step back is the equivalent of that, in my opinion. But Allen Iverson invented the the legal carry where you're just so fast that the referees don't pick it up. And they're not going to call it every time, so let's just do it. And then it becomes normalized into the NBA system. And James Harden step back is going to be the exact same thing. However, there was one instance recently where Steph Curry did a James Harden style step back where he, he is dribbling around. He took a gather step and then he did a one, two step back and the ref called him with the, with the travel and going back down the court, Steph Curry was like, what am I? Number 30? I'm not number 13. Oh, I thought I was wearing number 13. I thought I could get away with that. Almost as, as if to say like, Hey, he gets away with it every game multiple times. Why can't I do this? Maybe it's because Steph Curry's already a cheat code, and they're like, no, you can't have two cheat codes, bro. You can only have one, and that's James Harden's one cheat code. Uh, (laughs) But uh, it's just so frustrating, but you have to give respect to the guy. I mean, um, over the last, like, I don't know, what was it, like 20, 30 years, um, number of, like, the highest number of points in a four-game span, it goes Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, James Harden, James Harden, and then Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, and so the dude is, he's being mentioned in the company of people like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and, uh, there's one other guy in that mix, but I can't remember it right now, but just the way that he's performing that month, that many points across that few of games and just being that hot and that consistent, it's kind of unheard of. So you have to give respect there. I mean, sure. He gets away with some no calls here. He gets away with some calls there. Uh, but, 61 points. He set a new new career high at MSG, uh tying the most for an opponent at MSG, uh that other person being Kobe Bryant, of course. And that Kobe's game was to basically shut up his haters. His hater being Spike Lee he came into his house to shut him up. Uh James Harden came in saying that like this is my chance. I'm only playing here once this year. It's going to be something special. And then people were predicting like, "Oh, I'm seeing 50. I'm seeing 60." Sure enough, 61 points. So, Congratulations to the beard, man. Um, it's it's just crazy to me that he came from the Oklahoma City Thunder and he used to play on the bench. And now he is an MVP and with this type of performance, making a major case for being MVP for two years in a row. Um, that's more than what Kobe Bryant can say. He only won MVP one time. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right. So James Harden, he's been going off. In other news, much sadder news, uh, Victor Oladipo went down with a really nasty knee injury last night or the night before. Uh, it sounds like he tore a quadricep tendon or something like that. It's not an ACL, it's not an Achilles, nothing like that, but a, a quad tendon. Uh, the way they were describing it on the air, on the internet waves, the internet tubes, is that when he, like, he got injured and he pulled down his his leg bracer, his leg uh, squeeze, his thing, and there was a deformity. Like there wasn't something, you could tell there was something wrong by the way his leg looked. And when you describe it like that, it's not something that you normally hear. So you know it's a different injury, but a torn quadricep tendon, yikes. That reminds me of Kawhi's like torn quad muscle. Like, could you imagine your quad coming off your leg, man? That's a vital resource to your body. Yeah, and when you're an NBA player, your legs are your lifeblood, man. So when you go down with an injury like that, it sucks to see it. It really does suck to see it. Everybody in that arena is sad. They feel for that guy because he's going out there busting his ass off. And he is like one of the the promising upcoming players in the NBA right now. He is the sole reason the Pacers did what they did last year in getting to the playoffs, uh, enforcing a Game 7 against LeBron and the Cavs. So, uh, much respect to Victor Oladipo. I hope he gets better soon. Uh, I love that guy, and I know he's going to be great once again. And for this last segment of this shorter episode of the All Ball Show, let's talk about some very recent news of the NBA All-Star voting for 2019, presented by Google. Look, not not a paid advertisement. It's just what it says on the page I'm reading, NBA.com. Go get it up. Um but the eastern conference captain is going to be Giannis Antetokounmpo and LeBron James will be the western conference captain for the front court in the eastern conference here are the voting totals in order i'm not going to say what how many votes they got but what place they came in so Giannis took number 1 by a long shot like the closest person in the east was Kyrie at 3.1 million Giannis had 3.6 million votes so shout out to Giannis the Greek freak i've sort of predicted that this is going to be a breakout year for him I predicted he was gonna go for MVP, but with James Harden, man, he's making it kind of hard. Um but other front court players would be Kawhi Leonard for number two spot, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Blake Griffin, Vince Carter. Let's go, man. Vince Carter on his probably his last year uh with the Atlanta Hawks. He made the the top nine for the front court. You got Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors, and then Gordon Hayward for Boston who uh, also Al Horford. Uh, I guess Al Horford's the number 10 spot. NBA's website's all messed up. So there's a lot of Celtics players in there. Man, you got Jason Tatum. You got Gordon Hayward and Al Horford. And then for the Raptors, you got Kawhi and Siakam. Man, that's a, that's a still pretty well spread. It's a pretty good spread. Only one Milwaukee Bucks player, and that's Giannis. Uh, for the guards, though, more Celtics players We've got Kyrie Irving at the number one spot. Dwayne Wade, number two. Uh, also a great final year send-off for the All-Star. Uh, he does belong there too, by the way. Uh, Kemba Walker, he's been going on a tear this year. He's had some some big games. I think he had a 50 banger earlier this year. Ben Simmons, obviously, Victor Oladipo. Obviously went down with that injury, so there's gonna somebody is gonna have to take his spot. Or Kyle Lowry, who's just under him in voting, will take it. And then you've got Zach Levine, Jeremy Lin, Goran Dragic, and Bradley Beal. Moving on to the Western Conference, the front court would be LeBron James. Luka Doncic at the number two spot, only 400,000 votes behind LeBron James. That's pretty, pretty important because LeBron is like his idol. Uh, Paul George at number three, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Stephen Adams, Nikola Jokic, Kyle Kuzma at the number eight spot for the Lakers. It's been a while since you've seen two Lakers up there. Uh, Draymond Green and Demarcus Cousins who I do not think belongs there. DeMarcus Cousins can go elsewhere. Um, Same with Draymond Green. I don't think he belongs there either. More on that perhaps in a minute. For guards in the Western Conference, obviously you've got Steph Curry. I can't believe he only got 2.9 million votes. That's kind of crazy to me. Uh, Derek Rose, James Harden. I guess Curry did miss a lot of games. James Harden was number three in voting. James Harden was number three in the guards for the Western Conference. 2.3 million votes. Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Russell Westbrook, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball at number eight. So you got two Lakers in the eight spots of the guards and the front court. Then you got Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So, pretty interesting stuff here. So for the Warriors, you have one, two, three, four, five. It's the five players you would think. I don't think DeMarcus Cousins belongs there because he's been injured all year. He literally played his first game of the season like a week ago, not even. So no, he does not belong in the all-star game. And that's why I think fan voting is kind of flawed because people are just going to pick who they want. If there's a lot of fans for one team, <coughs> Golden State, <laughs> you know, they're going to all be in there. And sure, that's that's like the ebbs and flows of the NBA. When there's a hot team, there's going to be a lot of fans. But They've got to find a way to spread it around a little bit more. Uh, Obviously, you don't want an entire starting five in an all-star week to be one team. Because then it's like, I didn't come to watch the Warriors play a game. I came to watch all the best players. You know, a mix of players, not the best team. So, that's just my two cents. But I really don't think uh, Draymond Green belongs belongs there. I do think that Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Kevin Durant have all done amazing things this year that land them in the all-star game. There's no question about that. I mean, Clay Thompson the other night hitting 10, 10 straight three pointers, um, which is only four shy of his record that he broke earlier this year. And, you know, you have Steph Curry going off for 40 points, 50 points, 30 points all the time. And just his, his innate ability to chuck up a shot. His instincts are just unreal. And I think that you have to have that kind of entertainment in the all-star show. Um, Every single year that you can and obviously the fans think the same within the the number one spot in the Western Conference, but according to the NBA's post here about these votes, it says all after all votes are tallied players will be ranked in each conference by position guard and front court like I just listed off within each of the three voting groups fan votes player votes and media votes each player's score will be calculated by averaging his weighted rank from the fan votes the player votes and the media votes. The two guards and three front court players with the best score in each conference will be named NBA all-star game starters. Fan voting will serve as the tiebreaker for players in a position group with the same score. So I don't know what all of those numbers are, but I think they're only showing the fan voting. I mean, obviously an an average, unless that is an average. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's a lot of media people. There's, I don't think they're, they're being very clear about how that that's working. Uh, but, Those numbers, though, the 1 through 9, or 1 through 10 in the front court and the guards for the West and the East, that kind of paints the picture of who you might see in the starting lineups for the All-Star game. Pretty exciting stuff coming up next month in February, not too far out. Well, Abstract Sports fam, that does it for this shorter catch-up episode of the All Ball Show presented by Abstract Sports. I'm your boy, I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K, Thank you all for tuning in. I hope that you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and look for Abstract Sports. You can find our logo, of the A with the S running through it. Hit subscribe, drop a like, and also leave a comment so that we can kind of have an understanding of what you thought about our episode. Um, I know that our boy Clay likes to comment on every every episode, so he's got to be looking forward to this episode coming out. It's been about a month. Um, Dude's probably looking for things to listen to. Uh, just kidding. He's got plenty on his on his docket, but I'm glad that the abstract sports brand can be back in his ear. But also, if you haven't already, go over to abstractsports.fm slash abstract sports. And you can, wait, did I say that wrong? Anchor.fm slash abstract sports. You can favorite our podcast. You can also make a gift there. You can do a monthly donation of one, five, or $10. I like to think of that as, you know, buying me a coffee once a month, you know, five bucks. I like to get mochas, what of it? Uh, so obviously that's not where the money's gonna be going it's gonna go towards the hosting of our website management to help keep it updated and and keep providing that great content through the podcast and through the blog so uh, we appreciate all the support we can get everything really does count Um, be sure to go check out the website every so often go to abstractsports.com peruse through our articles and uh, we're gonna be adding more as we go along but you can also like us on Facebook Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Just look for Abstract Sports. We have the handle on all of those favorite outlets. So we look forward to seeing you guys there. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one. Peace.